Hey everyone, welcome to um, PhD in Self-Hatred. Is that what we're calling this? I don't even know. It doesn't even matter to me anymore. Um, welcome to my show, my chat, whatever. Welcome. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me. I'm really only recording these episodes like once or twice a month because I have so much going on. And I kind of just really needed someone to vent to today, so I decided to do it to the whole world. So I wanted to give an update on what's been going on, what I've been learning, what I'm currently dealing with. I put out a blog post. I can't believe it's 2024. (laughs) I feel like New Year's was just yesterday, but it feels really long ago at the same time. But I did put out a really great blog post on my website about the lessons I've learned in 2023, which was a great year, but the most difficult year of my entire life. And 2024 has been intense so far. It's been a lot. So over the last few weeks, (laughs) So much has happened, but what I'm looking forward to is I'm moving to Madrid in less than a, no, in one week. Yeah. In about 10 days, I'm moving to Madrid, which is, I want to say my favorite city in Spain, but I also really love Malaga and Valencia. I've only gone to Barcelona, Madrid, Granada, Malaga, Sevilla, And that's kind of it. I haven't gone to many places in Spain, many cities. I've gone to Sabadell and Sieges, which are in Catalonia. But there's so much more of this beautiful, beautiful country that I would love to explore and see and just experience so much more to experience. And well, what I've been focusing on is getting a residency visa for Spain, which I think is looking very possible, which I get so emotional talking about it because uh, it's my dream to live in Spain. And here I am living in Spain, but something I wanted to talk about is when we get our manifestations or when we accomplish our goals, sometimes they're very anticlimactic and we're a lot less satisfied than we thought we would be, right? So when I started this whole journey this time last year, I remember I was in Ana Lucia and I was ferociously looking up ways that I could live in Spain, all the different visa types, what I had to do, what my options were. And it felt, it felt so far away. It felt so impossible to live in Spain and it felt hopeless. And I swear every day from January, when I made the decision that I wanted to live in Spain, because last January was when I came to Spain until June, when I made the decision that, okay, this is actually happening. It felt like the most difficult thing in the world. Like I really never thought that I would be here. And now I'm here. I'm actually in Spain. I achieved my dream and 
I feel so deflated by it because I'm a lot less fulfilled than I thought it was going to be. And have you ever felt the same way where you set a mark for yourself, whether that's to get into a relationship or to lose 30 pounds or to buy a house or get a job and then you actually get it and you're just like, oh, okay, what's next? Like not relishing in our accomplishments, not appreciating our achievements. And I was thinking of this. I have been thinking of this so much because I'm in Barcelona and I really don't like living here. Hence why I'm moving to Madrid. But every morning I walk by the Sagrada Familia and I'm so unimpressed by it. I'm so unbothered and I see the Taurus and I'm just like a grumpy local not that I'm a local by any means, but I'm just like, oh, these fucking tourists are all in the way. I just want to get on the metro. I just want to get to class. I rarely ever relish and take in my surroundings. I hardly ever look at this incredible building that the first time when I came to Barcelona, I remember seeing the Sagrada Familia and being in such amazement and just being feeling such awe and wonder And now I'm so uninspired by it that I don't even notice it is there. Half the time I'm walking and looking at my phone. And I want to say to myself, Lauren, do you know how lucky you would feel one year ago when this felt like the biggest part of your imagination? Like you couldn't even fathom that you would be sitting in Spain right now recording a podcast living in Barcelona. And I have to remind myself that sometimes we need to remind ourselves where we started, where we came from. We have to humble ourselves because everything that you have now, perhaps not everything, but some of the things that you have now, your past self would have died for. Like you would have just given everything to have what you have now and we get accustomed to it and it wears off the shininess the newness it wears off and then we start to take it for granted and i think this also happens a lot in relationships where we meet someone and it's really really fun for the first few days weeks months maybe even years and then we just get comfortable and they become uh, like a sibling to us. They become like just someone that you don't even look at them or compliment or try hard or we stop putting in effort. We become like roommates. I know that's happened to me with almost everyone that I've dated truthfully, where we both just stop trying because we think we have them. We think, oh, they're mine. So I could just not care and they're always going to be there, but that's really not the case. So I'm getting sidetracked, but I am so, I forget this, but I am so grateful to be here. Even though Barcelona isn't where I want to be, I'm so thankful that I have been here in the last three months because I manifested that shit. Like I made that dream happen. And I want to take this moment, even if it's just five seconds in that this podcast to celebrate. And I want you to do that too. Maybe you had a list of five, 10 things you wanted to manifest in 2023. And maybe you only got one of them or you got 
half of them, whatever. Do you remember when that initial seed, that thought, that desire was planted in your mind and now you're holding it in your hand? I remember when I wrote my first book, I wrote much of my book on napkins and post-it notes and on my phone. And the first time that I held that physical book in my hand, I remembered the second that my therapist told me, Lauren, you should write a book. And I thought, oh, well, Jessica, that would be nice, but how am I ever going to do that? And then I made it happen. And holding that finished product in my hand, I was just, my mind was blown. And I was just like, wow, I actually did that. It's really, really nice to accomplish the goal. It feels really good to achieve the dream that we set for ourselves. But truly what is most rewarding and humbling is the journey along the way that it took for us to get there and remembering where we started. And I want to remind you, and I want to remind myself about this too, because right now my number one dream is to get a residency visa for Spain so that I can live here long-term longer than just my student visa, which expires in seven months. And there is a strong possibility of that actually happening. At least it seems that way. And if and when that does happen, when I bring that into existence, I say that I would be the happiest person in the world and all my dreams would be real and fulfilled. But then I think about how I felt that way when I was trying to come to Spain and now here I am in Spain and I'm just like, oh yeah, I live in Spain. Cool. (laughs) Like it just, it feels so uh, anticlimactic. Does that like unimpressive? And I don't have any regrets, but at the same time, I do see how I could have done things a lot more simply and had a different type of visa instead of a student visa and not have come to Barcelona. But sometimes we think of the way that things could have been or should have been or would have been. But what brings me peace personally is having that trust that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Even if it's not what you would do if you could redo it, if you'd never do it again. And I I talked about this in my blog, actually. We are always where we are supposed to be. And we have to trust that things go certain ways or don't go certain ways for our benefit. For us, not to us. And speaking of such, I was reflecting on, well, why did I end up in Barcelona? And all the things that I could be happy about being here, even though I really, I felt a little disappointed, like a lot of disappointed in Barcelona. But at the same time, I've met some really nice girlfriends and I've been studying Spanish for the last three weeks. And I've had a lot of interesting experiences. And I actually recently met someone that I like, I really like him and I don't know if it will go anywhere or what, but you never know. And I met someone too that 
is teaching me about different visas and things. So I can't say, oh, I wish I never came here. Oh, I wish I would have just done it this way. This way would have been better. I don't, you never know what the underlying reason and purpose is for something that is in your experience. So I just wanted to remind you and remind myself of that. But yeah, so right now I'm working on different visas that could potentially allow me to become a citizen in Spain, which just, I get goosebumps just saying that, like the possibility that that could even be a reality is insane to me. And, you know, if you would have asked me a month or two ago, I would have said that my, my number two goal is to get into a serious relationship. And I've been reflecting and I, with that, I want to remind you that you have to give yourself permission to change your mind. You are allowed to not want things that you used to want or to want things that you used to not want. You're flexible. You have to allow yourself to be permeable because we are. We're ever changing. We're ever growing. And I really thought that I wanted a serious relationship. But now that I'm moving from Barcelona to Madrid and then after Madrid, I don't know if I'm going home to the USA or if I'm going to Italy, which I'd really love to be in Italy. But after meeting this person that I met and that I actually really like, I realized that I don't have the capacity for a serious relationship right now. As much as I would love one and as much as I enjoy going out on dates and getting to know people and kissing and and all those things, I don't have the capacity to hold space for a sacred union at this moment. And I really want nothing more than to be in a healthy relationship. I don't have the energy or the desire for toxic, dysfunctional relationships anymore. So when I commit to it, I want to go all in that this is a relationship that could potentially lead to something serious like an engagement or children, a long-term future. Not just, oh, we're just going out and we're um, in a relationship just because it's convenient or because we're afraid we're not going to find something better or whatever. I want it to have intention and to be mindful about it. And between everything with trying to find work and not knowing where I'm going to be in in four months, three months, I have a lot of resistance and ambivalence, understandably, and hesitation to doing that. So I met someone and we've only gone out like a couple of times, but we have been talking mm, almost every day for since the beginning of the month. And this is a person that I I don't say I like him. Like I like him as a person from what I can tell. And it's funny because there is no, there was no immediate sexual or physical chemistry or attraction. But as I got to know him, I started to just really think that he seems super sincere and genuine and authentic and sweet. And I like that I'm starting to go for green flags instead of red flags, which dating for the last few months has been a deflating and encouraging experience because I had met someone that I really liked 
um, in December and we went out a couple of times and it didn't end up working out because just personality differences, arrogance. Uh, I drunk texted him because I was pissed. It doesn't matter. It didn't end up working out. And I felt a little bit bummed. I was just like, oh man, like, <laughs> why does everything never work out for me? I don't understand. I met someone that I liked. And of course, he's a player, whatever. Nothing against him. He was actually super funny. <laughs> but then a few weeks later, I was reflecting on it and I thought, you know what, Lauren, like you felt this way from the beginning. You felt like there could potentially be red flags because he had posted a bunch of girls on his Instagram that were really hot and like G-string bikinis and whatever. And you ignored it because you liked him. And I wanted to gently remind myself that that ain't cute anymore to me. Like I'm trying to change my type. And I want to allow people to grow on me. I don't want to go for the instant flame because those quick five, like those sparks die out really, really quickly. And so I just want to be intentional and take things slow, which has been very difficult for me to take things slow when I like someone. My immediate instinct is to just jump head first and go all in. And I'm actually really happy because this guy that I'm seeing, he said like, no, we're not as much as I think you're pretty and and want to. I don't want to have sex with you because I know that that's going to blur the lines. And I'm actually really happy that we set up those boundaries from the beginning because I am afraid to get attached to someone again, but also I think that communicating your needs, your expectations from the get-go is just so crucial at the start, really. Like, you don't have to say, okay, I want someone that only wants kids and then wants to get married by this date, but just stating your expectations while having no expectations, you know, just going on a date just for the fun of it. And even if you don't like each other, maybe you guys could just be friends. I don't know, just living in the moment and being present. And so that's number two, the relationship thing. I don't know where that's going to go. And I was honest with him and I said, listen, I'm moving to Madrid. I know you live in Barcelona, but I'm not looking for a long distance relationship. Like I hardly even know you really. And I don't know that I have the capacity for this right now. But we'll see. That could change. Everything could change. So just (laughs) permission to go with the flow is what I'm saying. And number three, what I've been dealing with right now, um, that's a little bit on the more serious side, is I've been struggling kind of um, badly with my mental health. So I have crippling insomnia at the moment. I've had insomnia my entire life, but recently since moving um, out of where I was staying in November and December, my insomnia has gotten very bad. I wake up at like three in the morning every night, no matter when I go to bed, I could go to bed at 10, I could go to bed at two. I wake up at three and for the life of me, I can't fall back asleep no matter how tired I am. So it's really debilitating 
and it's been affecting me physically. It's been affecting me emotionally. But on top of that, my eating disorder has gotten pretty bad again. Um, so my body dysmorphia is at an all time high <laughs> and I have been restricting and binging and just feeling kind of out of control and a lot, a lot of shame when it comes to my body. And when I feel anxiety or under pressure or just overwhelmed, which I have been feeling overwhelmed with finances and, and everything, um, my body and food tend to be my escape or my vice where I'll numb out or I'll take it out on myself. And so um, I have gained quite a bit of weight recently and I can't even, I'm at the point where I can't even look at myself in the mirror because I feel just immense disgust and me being the person that I am, like, what can I do about it? And so I was looking up all these options to lose weight. And I know that even if I were to lose 20 pounds, whatever, that that's not going to go away. That's not going to remove the wound, right? So what I did is I joined a Pilates studio and I've really been enjoying going to the Pilates classes and the yoga and everything like that. Um, but I do feel hmm, just triggered because now that I am seeing someone and I am opening the door to the possibility of being intimate with him, um, which I'll talk a little bit about more, but I feel scared because I'm afraid that he's going to see my naked body and just be repulsed by me because of how disgusting I feel that I look. And that hurts, but I know that that's just a projection and that's just me judging myself. Um, but it is very valid that I'm, I feel so repulsive and it wasn't long ago. It was only in June where I had someone that I was physically intimate, turn me down for sex and say he didn't want to sleep with me because he thought that my body was gross. Um, and that, that was the last person that I slept with. So it's been eight months that I haven't had sex because that was such a traumatizing and scarring experience as a woman in her 20s to be told by a 20-something-year-old man no, I don't want to have sex with you because you are fucking fat and ugly. Like it was one of the worst things that I've ever experienced. And that was someone I really liked. And that was the last person I was intimate with. And I was just thinking about that this now that entertaining the idea of sleeping with someone and being naked in front of someone again after that experience really terrifies me. Um, so it's been bringing up a lot of emotions and I think I've been turning to food and whether it's overeating or undereating to escape that, distract that. And I have never gone this long without therapy. <laughs> I've been in therapy since I was 14, 15 years old. And since I moved to Europe in November, it's been... Um, three months with no therapy. So with all that being said, 
um, what can we do about it? Whatever your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions are, they are very real. And I want you to allow them to move through you and to feel them. But at the same time, don't get swept up away in them. And remember that these are just moments that are fleeting. Everything is going to pass. Everything is temporary. So focus on how you can move forward and deal with it. And with that also being said, I had a recent loss where a friend back home that I've known for six years actually killed himself last week. And that was very, very activating for me as someone that has dealt with depression and he had bipolar disorder and has attempted suicide. It was really heartbreaking and devastating for me to hear this. Such a sweet, nice, good, kind person. So I want to dedicate this episode in loving memory of Tim O'Leary to help raise awareness for mental health. And in the show notes, I'll actually link his obituary if you want to donate to the National Alliance of Mental Illness. So a lot's been going on, but I want to remind you also with that, since I am entertaining the idea of sexual intimacy again, and I've been celibate and I've, I've really enjoyed being abstinent for me, I've raised my standards for myself and I want to suggest you to do the same. A lot of times we justify, Oh, I just want to have fun. Oh, I just want casual sex. I'm not looking for anything serious. Yeah. But why, but why? I heard a an analogy where someone said you wouldn't share your bank account information with a stranger. Why are you going to share your body, your most precious, valuable item that you own? And that's just my beliefs. I used to not value my body at all. Um, and I'm not imposing that on anyone. But I just want to encourage you to just value yourself more, know who's worth your time, know who's worth your energy, your attention, your money, raise your cost, raise your price of yourself. My friends, you are not on sale. You are not on discount. Raise your cost and then add some. Know that a lot of people don't deserve you. And I know that when we feel unworthy, sometimes we can lower lower our standards because we just want to be loved. We just want to be accepted. We just want someone to pay attention to us. We just want validation. But if someone doesn't appreciate what you've already given them, giving them more isn't going to make them value you anymore. Some people simply can just not see your worth. Let them go find less elsewhere. It's not your job to convince them. And the same thing goes with your body. It's your holy grail. It's your temple. Stop just giving it to people for free. Like, what the fuck? You're not a garage sale. You're not trash on the side of someone's mailbox that people could just come and pick up for free if they have nothing better. Like, what the fuck? That is how I used to treat myself. And I can't say that I don't feel that way about myself anymore. But I've been getting a lot better when I've had opportunities these last three months to be with some really fucking gorgeous men, it would have been really uh, gratifying for the moment, but I knew the next day I would wake up and I'd feel so much worse and so much more empty and depleted. And I'm really trying to value my precious mind, body, and soul. And 
I encourage you to do the same. So with that being said, that was a lot. I have two minutes left. I just want to take this time to breathe together. (laughs) No matter what you're going through, if you're feeling stressed, anxious, overwhelmed, just all the feelings, know you're not alone. And I want you to sit with them. I don't want you to push them down or just shove them away. They're not going to kill you. But I also want you to set goals for yourself. Okay, these are my top three goals, these top three habits I want to develop, things I want to work on, and actionable steps that you could take to get there. It doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be anything big. It could just be be 1% better than you were yesterday. And this is how I'm going to do that. Today, I'm going to journal. Today, I'm going to call a friend when I feel like drinking and said, I'm going to reach out to someone. I'm going to look up a therapist and try to schedule an appointment. Whatever you've been pushing off and procrastinating and avoiding, try to do that because we never have new doors open for us if we just keep walking into the same wall, right? We have to turn a new corner to get a new result. I don't know if any of that made sense, but I appreciate you listening to me. I hope you took something from it, or at least you feel heard and seen and know that you're not alone. Um, If you like this episode, please feel free to like, rate, subscribe, and share. You can also reach out to me on Instagram. I'm super active on there. And check out my blog also for monthly wisdom bits that I update on my travel reflections. I thank you very, very, very much for listening. Once again, follow me, Lauren M. Coletti, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.